You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into Locked On Cardinals. Today is Wednesday, December the 9th. I'm joined by the one, the only Ryan Latica of Locked On Rockies. Ryan, how are you doing today? I'm doing excellent. How's about yourself? Not too bad. I guess I forgot to introduce myself. My name is Lucas Smith, <laughs> St. Louis Cardinals Megafan host of Locked On Cardinals. And Ryan is the new host of Locked On Rockies, aren't you? Yeah, I, I just got started uh, just last week, actually. So I'm still pretty new, but I'm having a blast with it. I'm, I'm super glad that they took me on and I'm having fun. Well, we're, we're happy to have you here at Locked On. It's, it's a great network to be a part of and looking forward to listening and watching some more Rockies coverage as we've been out without a host for a little while. But um, today we're talking uh, non-tender free agent targets, and I wanted to get your perspective on one of the uh, Cardinals targets that I think they should go after, and that is uh, newly free agent outfielder left-hander uh, David Dahl. Um, drafted in 2012, spent eight years in the organization. Um, I, I listened to your episode, I think it was either Wednesday or Tuesday or Thursday or Little last week that you kind of gave your reaction, but what was your initial reaction to David Dahl being non-tendered and not being given a, a contract by the Rockies? Uh, well, honestly, I was I was pretty shocked at first. Um, you know, as you mentioned, he was uh, a former first-round pick, tenth overall pick in 2012. Um, he has dealt with a lot of the uh, a lot of injuries um, during his past year, maybe or during his career. Excuse me. I mean, maybe we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, more in detail later, but um, just the fact that uh, really the the kind of thing that really uh, shocked me was um, the fact that MLB trade rumors was uh, they they only projected David Dahl to make approximately two point six million dollars in arbitration this year, and for a former All Star outfielder and really you know for um, an outfielder who's been valuable for the Rockies over his career even with the injury history, um, only two point six million dollars. I mean, as a cost cutting move, I I just don't understand how you can cut one of your most valuable outfielders over the past few years just to save $2 million. But yeah, so I was pretty shocked. Um, I thought it was a bad move on the part of Dick Monfort, the Rockies owner, and Jeff Breidich, uh, the Rockies general manager. But yeah, I was, I was shocked. So what was it really then? Because, you know, we, we, we've, we've seen around the league and we've heard reports from around the league of teams wanting to cut cost. I know the Cardinals are, are big into doing that. That's a big reason why they uh, – uh, let let Colin Wong go. Their their Gold Glove second baseman was it really the cost? Was that why David Dollar was it more so injury concern in, in your opinion, or, or was it just the, the contract seemed to be too much in the eyes of the Rockies? Oh uh, well, I'm 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 just going off of what uh, the uh, ro- the the Rockies MLB.com uh, reporter Thomas Harding tweeted um, right. the night of the non tenders. Uh, he he tweeted that it was mostly part of a uh, a cost cutting initiative. Um, as you remember, the Rockies also non tendered Chichi Gonzalez and Tony Walters as well, the catcher. Um, so uh, the so for the three, um, they're saving approximately five to six million dollars in arbitration, and that's you know for for major league baseball teams for for a professional sports franchise, that's pretty much couch change when you think about it, mm-hmm. um, and especially for a former All Star outfielder, as I mentioned, David Dahl. Uh, making the National League All-Star roster the last time a full season was played in 2019 when the All-Star game was in Cleveland. Um, yeah, I, I just I just don't understand it, to be quite honest with you. 
Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely one of those times that maybe a lot of these moves we see from teams won't make a lot of sense and probably only happen because of the uh, loss of revenue, which is still to be reported uh, and different things like that. But when you're looking back at David Dahl, you mentioned an, all, an all-star, and we'll get into numbers here in a little bit. I've got a question about certain numbers, but what did you like most about David Dahl and his time as a Rocky? Uh, honestly, I mean, David Dahl, he was the uh, – he was the – the poster child for for uh, speak softly and carry a big stick is what I is you know is really what I what I took away from David Dahl's uh, Rockies tenure. Uh, obviously, he made his major league debut in 2016, and since then he hasn't been a, a very outspoken guy. He's been more of a quiet guy. Uh, he just goes about his business, um, and you know, obviously, yeah, he has you know dealt with a lot of the injuries, um, but you know, he he. He can really uh, get it done uh, when he's on the field and when he's healthy. He's, he's a he's a very productive player. He's proven that, um, and you know, he, he he doesn't complain about anything. He just kind of goes about his business, and and that, and I really respect him for that. Yeah, he's definitely gotten it done. There, there's definitely some concerns with injuries, but uh, looking at Baseball References, career slash line two eighty six, three thirty four, four ninety four, very respectable, above average, uh, OPS plus, um, just above average at one hundred three. Um, home runs were certainly there in twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen, hitting sixteen and fifteen, respectively. What did you not like? Well, we'll get into the injury next, but was there anything that was like concerning about, oh, no, this, this talent level, this is something you need to fix? Obviously, only 27 years old next year, so a young guy. But what were some things that you were like, okay, this is something you need to work on if you're going to be a Rocky for longer, or just a baseball player for, in that matter? Yeah, um, one of the things that I did notice while I was going over the stats, um, if you head on over to uh, fan graphs, uh, you can tell – you can see pretty pretty easily that – uh, the strikeout rate has steadily increased uh, with all four of his major league seasons. It started out uh, just under 25% his rookie season in 2016. Um, it, it increased up to 25.1% in 2018. Obviously, he missed the entire 2017 season with that stress reaction and his ribs suffered in spring training. Uh, but yeah, so 25.1% in 2018, 26.6% in 2019, and then it rose up to 28 Point three percent in 2020. Now, obviously, in 2020, only he was only able to appear in 24 games. Uh, but that, with that long swing from the left side of the plate, that's something that that I would uh, really hope that uh, that he would be able to improve upon in order to uh, become an even more productive major league hitter. Yeah, I feel like a lot of left-handers, you know, seem to struggle with that a lot. And um, you mentioned the injury to cause him to miss the entire 2017 season. And I feel like sometimes when you're looking at a guy with injuries, you wonder how much of it is bad luck, how much of it is actual this, you know, this is a problem for this person because he can't stay healthy. What have the, the injury histories been like for David? You know, I know you're not a doctor, so you can't get the medical background to all of them. But what has the injury history been like for David? Yeah, so um, I'll just I'll just take you through the uh, the timeline here so sure. far. So um, in 2012, that was when the Rockies drafted him um, uh, with the tenth overall pick in the uh, in the Major League Baseball draft. Um, then uh, going up to 2015, he ruptured his spleen of of all things. Oh. Um, so at right right out the gate, you knew that it was it was going to be a struggle for David Dahl. He ruptured his spleen, had to get a splenectomy. Um, in the 2015 season. He was a spring training non-roster invitee in 2016. Um, then he was called up on July 25th. He made his Major League debut in uh, Baltimore. He had his first Major League home run um, in his Major League debut. Uh, so that was obviously a fun moment for him and a fun moment for everybody else to watch. 
Um, but then in 2017, uh, as I mentioned, he missed uh, the entire season with that stress reaction in his rib. Um, I believe he suffered that injury on a swing during spring training. I know it did happen during spring training, um, but I believe he suffered it on a swing that he took. And you know, initially, it was reported that it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a huge deal um, that he would be able to come back uh, within a couple weeks or so. But he just he was just never able to find his way back that season. Um, then in 2018, he had a broken foot that limited him to 77 games. Uh, he had two uh, injured list stints in 2019, one with a, a high ankle sprain. Um, and then this past season in the truncated 2020 season, he had a shoulder strain that limited him to just the 24 games. He eventually did need shoulder surgery uh, at, earlier this year. Uh, it was reported by Thomas Harding that he should be good to go for spring training 2021. Um, and then he was non-tendered uh, just last week by the Colorado Rockies. Um, so hopefully <laughs> for any team looking at David Dahl, um, you're going to hope that that all the, the major injuries are behind him at this point, and he'll, he'll finally be able to put together a full, healthy season. Uh, as, as you can tell, if you just look up on any stats website, uh, 2019 was uh, the most games he's ever be, uh, been able to appear in uh, during a major league season for the Rockies, and that was only at 100. Uh, so hopefully, so you're hoping that the uh, the major injuries are all behind David Dahl and he'll be good to go for a full 150, 160-ish games in 2021. More David Dahl talk as well as some Arenado talk coming from Ryan and I in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about today's sponsor, Built Bar. 18 incredible flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. They have six new ones out. Cookies and cream, caramel brownie, cherry barcia, lemon almond, cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp are the new six. To go along with their original 12, ranging from coconut almond to German chocolate to banana bread to salted caramel to toffee almond and peanut butter brownie and more. No matter what you are craving, Built Bar has a flavor for you. They are soft, easy to chew, and covered 100%. You heard that right, 100% in chocolate. But they're still healthy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet if you're on it. I'm not, and I can still stay healthy with a great snack. You can go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Yeah, I feel like of all those injuries, the ones that, that concern me the most is the most recent one w w with that shoulder, especially when a guy has shoulder surgery, that, that tends to linger a little bit more than, than other surgeries, other injuries might. Um, but also when, you, when you're looking at a guy with injuries, to me, the, the offseason is a big factor. If you can get a full offseason of health and not have any surgeries in, in December, January, and have to rush back for spring training, that, that's huge. So I think the idea that David Dahl does have um, – this does have a full offseason to recover is really beneficial to them. And you mentioned 2019. This, you know, this has the possibility of becoming a what if kind of guy of, you know, what if he stayed healthy? Because we saw, like you said, over 100 games a dude can hit. Slash 302, 353, 524 slugging, which is something the Cardinals could direly need. OPS of 877, which is a combination of on base and slugging. Hits 15 home runs and drove in 61 runs. So this is a guy that, that has the capabilities to hit. There's, there's no doubt. But there, there's always a split, though, when you're talking about the Colorado Rockies players of home and away. 
And for David Dahl, they're no different. He's played 20 or 18 more games on the uh, at home than he has on the road. So that, that might be why the RBIs and home runs are higher. But his batting average at home is 318 compared to 248 on the road. On base drops 60 points. Slugging drops nearly 80 points. OPS therefore drops about 200 points. Is that a huge concern for you when you're looking at a guy like David Dahl, the home and road splits? Um, honestly, no, just because um, there is – so when you, when you talk about home and road splits for a Colorado Rockies hitter, um, you have to take into mind um, the fact that Rockies hitters have to deal with a phenomenon that no other – that no other hitters have to deal with in Major League Baseball. And that is something that we uh, affectionately call the Coors hangover effect. Now, essentially, when you are a Rockies hitter and you're hitting, you know, you're, you're hitting half, you're playing half your games in Coors Field and half your games on the road. Um, what happens is pitches at altitude behave differently than pitches do um, at sea level at, at the other 29 ballparks. So, you know, curveball isn't going to have as much bite on it. The slider won't have as much movement on it at altitude as it will on the road. And so essentially uh, the Rockies have it tougher than pretty much every other uh, baseball team in Major League Baseball. And I'm not saying that, you know, to, to garner pity. I'm just saying it because it's true. <laughs> um, you know, they, they, Rockies hitters are constantly trying to, or trying to figure out uh, ways to adjust to this. When they have a super long homestand, they, you know, start scoring runs left and right, and then they go on the road, and the offense just immediately dries up just like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, and it's been reported that even Charlie Blackman has actively tried to, you know, find solutions to this. Um, but, you know, it's, it's something that, that Rockies hitters will always deal with, unfortunately. Um, and also, I would also point to this as well. Um, I mean, yes, there, there, is a, there are glaring home road splits for every single Colorado Rockies hitter. Um, right. But honestly, you know, those splits exist for pretty much every player in Major League Baseball. Every player is going to hit better at home. It's just the way that it is. You know, I mean, I can pull up Aaron Judge's uh, home and road splits really quick here. You know, Aaron Judge OPS uh, 1,088 at home. That number dropped all the way to 818 on the road earlier this year or actually, no, that's over the course of his career, excuse me. Um, so, I mean, the home and road splits are always going to exist. Every single player is going to hit better at home than they will on the road. Um, but you also have to take in the course field effect too. That's what we saw with DJ LeMahieu. You know, not only did DJ LeMahieu get out of course field and, you know, go join the New York Yankees where they have a much better analytics department and they were able to help him out um, and kind of unlock some potential that the Rockies weren't able to unlock. Uh, but DJ uh, finally got out of having to deal with that course hangover effect where uh, the pitches for, you know, the pitches that DJ LeMahieu is, are seeing, uh, those are all going to behave a lot more similarly throughout the whole course of the season uh, rather than having to adjust um, from going home to road and then back from the road back to your home ballpark. That, that, that's an interesting answer because I feel like sometimes people look at the cores, uh, you know, the, the cores field splits being different as, oh, that, that just means cores field is helping them out. But that, that's an interesting perspective and I like it. So, um, so when you're looking at David Dahl, just two more questions to finish up on him. And then because you're the Rockies guy, I'll ask about Nolan Arenado and the Cardinals. Yep. But um, <laughs> in, in your mind, and I, I'll be honest, I didn't look this up uh, too, too much, as I, much, much as I should have, but where does he fit in a lineup for you? Uh, he he's batted at one through nine in his career, but obviously truncated career so far. When you're looking at David Dahl, to you, where does he fit in a, in a lineup best? Um, I'm going to say near the top of the lineup. Um, the Rockies did try to to put him in the leadoff spot, 
Um, I believe it was last year um, before, obviously, the injuries kind of derailed his 2020 season. But um, last year, I mean, in, or, uh, I'm sorry, I guess I should say two years ago. I keep saying last <laughs> year, but um, I guess so now I'm referring to 20. Yeah, when, when referring to 2019, yeah. uh, even with a short season, it technically is two years ago. <laughs> uh, but uh, when, but he did make, I mean, he had, a, he had an all-star first half in 2019. Obviously, the injury limited to 20 games after uh, the all-star break in 2019, but he was uh, named an all-star in 2019. Uh, he posted a 353 on base percentage. Um, and you know, that, that on base went up from 2018 when it was 325. Um, so I would, you know, for me, uh, I would certainly look at slotting David Dahl into the, into the uh, leadoff spot or uh, maybe in the, uh, in the two hole, just because he has that, you know, he has above average speed. Um, and you know, he has the ability to get on base. The strikeout rate is a little high. Yes. Um, but I believe that, you know, maybe even, you know, getting out of the Colorado Rockies organization and into an organization, into an organization like the St. Louis Cardinals, for example, uh, can help David Dahl in a similar way that DJ LeMahieu was helped by going to the New York Yankees, because it has been widely reported that uh, the Colorado Rockies are just a little bit slow on the uptake when it comes to uh, like the whole analytics department and right. unlocking that kind of hidden potential. So I would, I would look for the St. Louis Cardinals to be able to unlock some of the hidden potential in David Dahl uh, to be uh, to be able to cut down on that strikeout rate and turn him into a bona fide leadoff or a number two hitter. Yeah, I think right now it, the Connors lineup is in flux. The only person you can pencil in is former NL West killer Paul Goldschmidt at, at batting third. That's really oh, yeah. about the only spot that you can solidify anybody in this Cardinal lineup right now. Uh, you mentioned how much he was doing arbitration. I think it was somewhere around $5 million. Correct me if I'm wrong, but... What, uh, what, what for David you, Dahl? Yes. Uh, it was 2.6. Two, okay, my, my apologies. I think five might have been the total. That might have been the number there, but 2.6. So what are your thoughts or what are you seeing, if anything, about right now, about what kind of money it might take to get David Dahl? Um, honestly, I would look for anywhere around uh, probably uh, 1.5 to 2 million for David Dahl at this point. Um, honestly, the, the, the injuries are a valid concern. He has had to deal with a lot of with a lot of injuries up to this point, as we, as we detailed uh, previously, but um, you know, he's still a former all-star outfielder. He has still proven that he is able to hit when he's on the field. Uh, you know, he has a, he has a career uh, WRC plus that's weighted runs created plus on fan graphs, which is essentially a park adjusted offensive stat where a hundred is league average and anything above that uh, is above league average. Uh, so he has a 101 career WRC plus, and that's including his disappointing 2020 season when he posted a mark of just 10 uh, in those 24 games. Wow. But in his other three major league seasons, uh, you know, 113 in 2016, 110 in 2018, and 110 in 2019. So he's proven to be above league average offensively um, by by a park adjusted stat when he's on the field. Um, so I would think that teams would try to buy low on David Dahl just because he was non-tendered by the club. Uh, that he that he came up with and with the injury history but um, I believe that you know a, a club could really buy low on him and then sign him to an extension maybe for five or six million dollars if he was able to stay healthy um, and, and really demonstrate what he can do in a full season. That's great. I think that's right where the market that the Cardinals are looking at right now and we are running a little bit short on time but I, I, like I said Rocky Sos, Guy Asput, Nolan Arenado. What is just kind of an overarching question here? Bear with me. Is an Arenado trade likely? And I think that when, when you're looking at Arenado trade, the, the opt-out after next year has to be cause for concern for Rockies fans because the way I'm looking at it is that it's, he's almost certain to opt out, um, and that would free up a lot of money for, for Colorado for sure. Um, 
so kind of a, you know, a couple different part of question here is the trade likely in your opinion in the off season, do you agree with me that he's likely to opt out and what would, in your opinion, what would the return have to be? And does that also depend on the timing of the trade? So answer as many questions as you can remember and, and we'll go from there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, well, honestly, um, I believe that a trade is probably more likely than not, um, how how likely? Um, I'm not exactly sure, to be quite honest with you. The Rockies front office has always been an enigma. Um, I, you know, it's it's always really tough to figure out what Jeff Breidich and Dick Monfort are thinking. Um, but I mean, anybody who's paid attention to baseball over the last you know year or two, you know, have have really realized that that uh, Nolan Arenado's relationship with the Rockies front office has uh, been tumultuous over the last few months. I mean, obviously, you know, Jeff Breidich came out at the beginning of last offseason saying that he was going to try to trade Nolan Arenado. Um, and then pretty much um, right after Larry Walker got inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame earlier this year, uh, it, he was, it, it was reported that Breidich would no longer try to trade Nolan. And then 45, not even an hour later, uh, a quote from, uh, from uh, Thomas Harding, or he reported it, a quote from Nolan Arenado came out saying that he felt disrespected right. by the Rockies' front office. And so I honestly have no idea what is going on uh, in, <laughs> in the relationship between Jeff Breidich and Nolan Arenado. Uh, earlier, uh, earlier th- a couple weeks ago, the, the Rockies' front office held a press conference after dealing Jeff Hoffman to the Cincinnati Reds, and someone asked Jeff what, you know, what the relationship has been like uh, for him and Nolan Arenado, and he said that there was nothing to – there was no, you know, he had no comment on that matter. Or actually, no, that was after the press conference after they um, non-tendered David Dahl. My apologies, I got those mixed up. Um, but either way, he said that there was nothing to report um, on the front on his relationship between David or between him and Nolan Arenado, and so that can't be good news either. Um, I honestly think that a trade is probably more likely than not. Um, I I honestly don't see Nolan Arenado being here after the 2021 season. Um, I, I think that he wants to win way too much. Uh, you know, a lot of the local media here in Denver have reported um, that they believe he will stay just because of the financial uncertainty that right. surrounds the game these days. Um, but honestly, I think that Nolan Arenado, you know, just from, just from, just from seeing him and, and, you know, kind of experiencing what he's like over the course of his career so far, I believe that money at this point is probably going to be on the back burner. I think he wants to win and I think he wants to win right now. He's already, you know, he already has eight years of his of his major league career under his belt. And right. he's played in one playoff series and two wildcard games. And for Nolan Arnado, I don't think that's enough. And so I would I would look for Nolan Arnado to either be traded um, this offseason or just to opt out after after this coming season. Well, there you have it. Um, Ryan, I want to pre- thank you for your time today. If thank you to my listeners, anybody listening, if if you know a Rockies fan, head over to Locked On Rockies. And uh, yeah, thanks, thanks for joining the show today, Ryan. I appreciate your, your input. And um, I look forward to, to seeing some more Rockies coverage from you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I, I, I had a blast.